your 2022 Hartford Orioles cheerleaders, and you're listening to Patriot Sports Radio. You guys were like all in sync in stereo. Can we hear it? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> this is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us. And thank you for those reviews. They help a ton to get our name out there in front of folks. Like this one from Joseph Hickman. You're turning me down. Yeah, I had the 12-ounce Red Bull today, so you might want to turn me down. Um... Anyway, Joseph Hickman said, the best podcast. I really enjoy listening and will continue to listen. Hey, that's perfect, Joseph. It's important to us that you enjoy listening. And then he follows it up with a pledge to continue listening. I assume forever. He didn't put any terms on it. So that's as good as it gets right there. It's a beautiful autumnal morn here in the good land. God, is there anything better than September in Wisconsin? September and October make January and February worth it, is what I always say. But nobody believes us, so they won't move up here anyway. It's okay to say it. Um, What else we got? For the guy who always learns something new from this show, I found something cool. Only two players have a 35-plus yard run and a 35-plus yard reception. Amon Ra St. Brown and Equinimius St. Brown. That's what we were looking for there. Anyway, we have company, longtime supporter and member of the Patriot Sports family, what, since like the first month? is here. You may know him as Madison's dad, Mr. Chris McMinn. Welcome back, sir. How are things? How's the family? Any uh, residual Ian effects? No residual Ian effects. We dodged that bullet. Everybody's doing great. Ready to roll with the tie today. Outstanding. How's Madison doing? We haven't spoken to her Madison's in a doing good. Finishing up that school in the uh, next couple months and uh, ready to get to work. <laughs> that kid works oh, hard. she does. She's a leader. Yep. We're big fans of her over here. I got some good news. That sports cosplay sham, once known as the NFL Pro Bowl, is no more. None of the All-Star games are very good, but the Pro Bowl was easily the worst. Nobody has given more than 35% effort in that game since Sean Taylor hit that dude on the kick return like it was week six. And they shouldn't. Back in the day, these guys needed the extra check, probably. Now it's the opposite because the professional athlete makes such crazy money. There's nothing to be gained. The Pro Bowl mark is still going to be there next to your name on Pro Football Reference, whether you play or not. So it's almost a losing proposition at this point with how things are now. NFL.com's Nick Shook did a nice article about it. The Pro Bowl, an all-star game pitting the best of the AFC and NFC, will become the Pro Bowl Games. The NFL announced on Monday... Gone is the traditional game played at the end of Pro Bowl week. A flag football game featuring the season's Pro Bowlers will take its place at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, February 5th, 23. The week will be about more than Sunday's game. With the addition of new challenges intended to showcase Pro Bowlers football and non-football skills in unique competitions. Like a football Olympics is what I'm getting here. It sounds cool and fan interactive. I think the risk of blown ligaments is... Still fairly prevalent if you're playing flag football or tackle football, though. I don't know how much you're curbing that. 
So you're selected to go to the Pro Bowl, but you're not playing a Pro Bowl game. They're going to be playing flag football and doing demonstrative things. Football and non-football related. So maybe it's like a supermarket sweep thing. You got to get a shopping cart and fill fill it with uh, X amount of dollars or... Was this something like... I'm not sure. When we, uh, when we were growing up, what was the Battle of the Network stars where they used to do all these things? I, I think that's that's kind of the vibe they're going for, yeah. It probably will get more traction and viewing. I mean, like, everybody knows that <laughs> nobody wants to tune in and watch an athlete who doesn't want to play hardcore, who doesn't want to get hurt, because that's what it's boiled down to, so... I don't know. This could be fun and exciting and interesting in its own weird way. Uh, CBS says the 23 NFL Pro Bowl will feature seven-on-seven flag football, dodgeball, players required to attend. Boy, oh my does gosh. that mean... That was my next question. Who's going to dog out? <laughs> all players voted into the Pro Bowl will be required to participate, barring injury. That'll be fun. There's going to be a lot of hamstrings. A lot. A lot of back tweaks that you can't prove or disprove. Right. right. Explosive diarrhea. Try to prove that one. Yeah. Digestive issues. Yeah, I'll issues. just go into the handbook of things my boss can't question. Yeah, John, come, John has the best. He right. Know those. <laughs> yeah, John has a, a whole book of them. Sudden migraines. That'll be the other one. Another one. <laughs> we should make a list. Who's not going to show up for the Pro Bowl and why? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good marker board material, I think. We can play like side it. bets. <laughs> I have some bad news also, unfortunately. Um, remember our British-Ukrainian couple of star-crossed lovers, the guy who left his wife and kids after starting an affair with the refugee girl they took in, like, immediately yeah. after she moved in? I think it was 10 days from Hi, My Name is Tony to Fuck This Life, If She Goes, I Go. Well, <laughs> she's gone. If these two crazy kids can't make it, there's no hope for any of us. And I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. The hot, young 22-year-old woman had her thrill with this guy and moved on. But no, no, no. He ended it. He said, I am 100% through with her. This is the same guy who said he'd rather be out on his arse than unhappy with his current wife, um, who I learned he wasn't officially married to. She just took his last name, which I don't know if that's a British thing or what. That's kind of weird. But at least they don't have to officially divorce. Um, but he said they're finished as a couple. The security guard told Mail Online, boy, he didn't need to take a shot at him and call, you know, let us all know he's a security guard at, at the mall or whatever. But um, he claimed the final straw came after the pair argued on a Saturday night while celebrating his 30th birthday at their home in Bradford, Northern England. However, the night allegedly ended with Tony calling the police who came to the address following the dispute. He accused her of not being able to handle alcohol and using a knife to damage a wall. Um, he has now bagged her belongings up in garbage bags, insisting he is 100% through. Um, this comes after she moved in with him earlier this year, and they and they offered her a home, etc. Um, yeah, so he said what happened was things turned sour when he claimed that she picked up a knife and stabbed the wall several times, forcing him to call the police because he was worried about his safety. She doesn't like how he's putting his children first. So she, you know, tips back a couple and it's time, you know, oh, you Didn't love me when I have knife, right? You know, it's... So she, she officially tipped the hot, crazy scale. She, yeah. so, like, so she broke it. A, 
This is pretty reassuring for me. I was nervous that this was just an American woman problem, like we had gotten like too far away, but it sounds like it's international. Everybody's about the same. We got our share of wall stabbers <laughs> for sure <laughs> over here. So um, that's I, multilingual. I remember the last part of the story last time they were thinking about taking in another refugee. Did they do that? Maybe they should have done that, and it would have made everything better. Yeah, they failed to keep things fresh. Welcome, John. Um, I'll just catch you up on what we're talking about. That Ukrainian couple that we followed earlier have broken up. Turns out they had a 30th birthday party for him. She got drunk and stabbed the wall a few times. He called the cops and put all her stuff outside. Speechless. <laughs> Speechless. So I was, uh, is that a Ukrainian thing? Well, I was just saying that I thought that was just Stabbing an American walls? thing, but I, I guess it's an international thing. Like it might just be a, 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 a moving girlfriend thing in a general. A woman thing. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter where they're from. They all speak the same language, knife to wall. Knife to wall. Wow. I haven't had a knife to a wall at a party at, um, that I can recall. So hats off to them. Yeah. I remember my parents were gone once and I had a party and I came in the kitchen and kids were just dropping knives into the linoleum. But none Excellent. of them stabbed a wall, thankfully. Do you think that she shit in his bed? Nah. That's American <laughs> thing or a, dem- or a California thing. A I think celebrity that's a couple thing. notches below knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Poor guy. Well, did you hear yeah, Aaron on a, judge? On a scale of knife to the wall up to shit in the bed, how crazy is she? You, you guys yeah. had different parties than me. <laughs> That's quite a spectrum. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you hear Aaron Judge hit number 61? They've been breaking into I mean, they broke into the last drive of the Houston game last night to show to show us Aaron Judge getting walked. It's it's preposterous. I was so glad when uh, we Wednesday 61. night. Man, I was glad when that was over. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were done. We're not done. No. Maybe we're done after 62. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember back to the Maguire Sosa days. I was, I think I was 10. Um, I don't remember the cut-ins like that. I just remember you had to, everybody was just watching the games. But I could, yeah. I could be recalling that wrong. The cut-in, uh, it's a quick way to get everybody sick of hearing about it. Which is unfortunate because it's such a milestone. And Chris, I'm sure as a Boston fan, you especially hate it. I thought it was really cool. That I did think it was cool, kind of cheesy, but cool that he did give the ball to his mom. But then part of me was like, does she get to keep it or is he just going to snatch it back from her? Like, was that a PR move or is she going to keep that ball? <laughs> nah, he's going to get a zillion dollars. Um, the reason he was able to give it to his mom so easily was because... The guy who tried to catch it failed miserably. Now, I won't speculate on how I would perform under that spotlight, but from the look on his face, Johnny Lasagna won't be sleeping well for a while. Yeah, Johnny. Oh, you don't know Johnny Lasagna? Yeah, he's a thing. Oh he's a guy who, from what I can tell, on TikTok does bad impressions of Italians or maybe they're vague Sopranos references. I can't tell. The it one video like a I saw. Sopranos character. The one right. video I saw, he just had a velour suit on, and he was just saying things like, hey, I'm walking here, and moving his hands around. It was, I mean, if I was an Italian-American, I'd be fucking offended <laughs> by what this guy's doing. But once I learned a little bit about him, um, I think it's hilarious that he dropped this ball. Initially, I felt bad for him. 
Well, yeah, but- that's what athletics is all about. Even if you're a fan, <laughs> you got to be an athlete. You got to show up on game day. And if you can't catch the ball, then you don't get the grand prize. That was fourth in the season for him. Yeah. Bottom of the night. <laughs> Never two let that in. down. Like your friends around you every day, 24 seven until you die are going to be calling you like dropsies or like. Whatever. Yeah. It's like the, uh, the reference you shot Jeter. Um, gosh, we always <laughs> reference that movie. The other guys. You shot Jeter. You should have shot A-Rod. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Good call. Johnny Butters now. No more <laughs> yeah. Johnny Lasagna. Yep. Johnny Lasagna. Yep. Johnny Olive Oil. Poor so guy. I heard that the, the ball fell into the dugout, right? And then yep. the Blue Jays manager handed it off. And his it, wife, who's a journalist, was like crazy uber pissed. <laughs> I I think that was a joke. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It was a half joke because she talked about they live in Florida, which means that they probably have substantial damage to their house mm-hmm. and that money could have come in handy. Yeah, she was not all the way kidding. I would imagine there's probably, as, do you guys know there must be a law or a rule if you're a player and that sort of thing happens? Like, you'd have to give it back, right? Otherwise, I, wouldn't I, I, you be having... Stealing. The amount of money that ball's going to go for, you might just take the next pitch in the back and call it. I mean, you see what the guy McGuire's ball got for that thing? He got millions of dollars. Yeah. This ball's going to go for that. McGuire wouldn't meet him after the game, so he just said, well, that's what it was. I get you. I'm just going to keep it. He ended up selling it for several million dollars. I'm like, man, kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. He caught the ball. They offered him some autograph stuff, an autograph bat, an autograph jersey, the standard offer. And he said, Well, I'd also like to meet Mark McGuire. And they went back and asked McGuire. And he said, No, I'm Mark McGuire. I'm a prick. I'm not going to meet that guy. Yeah. So he oh said, Fine, gosh. I'll keep the ball. And he sold it for $3 yeah. million. Now, Ooh. imagine if uh, instead of a manager, it was somebody they had just called up from AAA who's been making 14 cents an hour. Eating you those know, fire just, fest they sandwiches. They go right in the back pocket. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I know what camp John's in. John's in the camp of, that's your ball. Go make your money. Yeah. 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 This is America. Absolutely. This is America. <laughs> um, back to Judge for a second. At this time of his 61st home run, he had been walked 101 times this season so far. 18 times intentionally. For some context, in 2004... 40-year-old Barry Bonds was intentionally walked back when you had to throw four pitches 120 times. 232 total. Oh, gosh. Wow. I mean, he had to just... I, the way I remember it, any pitch they threw over the plate, he smacked over the fence. Yeah. It was right. It was insane. It was like a cartoon character. Regardless of whether how, how jacked up and juiced up he was, it was insane to watch him hit anything close out of the park. <laughs> Right. It was just gone. Into the water. Yeah. Hey, Eric. Staying on baseball, did you know that the Phillies made the playoffs? What? Did you also know that the the last time the Phillies made the playoffs, there was over 1,800 blockbusters open for business in America? (laughs) That's excellent. So I actually lived in Philly when I think the last time they made the playoffs. Was that 2012? There were a lot of uh, blockbusters yep. back then. I watched a ton of Phillies games that year. They were they were exciting, and then you know, bad contracts. Ryan Howard sucking up all your money isn't going to pay off. No, <laughs> no. I have one more baseball. So Twelve hundred blockbusters. It's only been ten years. Wow, two eighteen hundred. 
over eighteen hundred. I thought I thought that was a recent thing. Wow, we're getting yeah, old. Yeah, they went down fast. <laughs> you said, "Wow, we're getting old." Are we? <laughs> yep. I turned forty six next week. Well, so I saw a ninety six Firebird with fucking children, collector you know? plates on it yesterday. Oh, say that again. Hmm? Have you guys told that story to your children? Back in my day, we had to drive to the store to buy a I movie say, to rent. I say back, I was born in the 1900s. Yep. I back in the 1900s, preface. we had to go to Blockbuster, and you had to get there early. Right. If you wanted oh to gosh. learn a thing, you had to crack an actual book. Yeah. <laughs> you had to ask your mom to drive you down to Blockbuster if you wanted to watch Flubber, and you better hope that they got an extra Flubber there. Story and Robin there was Williams. no mom gives you the money. You had to get done with your paper route and go collect. <laughs> That's yep. right. Mom. And if you wanted some Sour Patch straws, you better hope they were on sale. Mom, yeah. I need your car. Actually, that was always the best. It, the kids today would love it. And I guarantee it'll come back in some form in the next five years because the whole experience and everybody is just raving about experiences, quote unquote, these days to go to and just, it, I don't know, you would run into classmates there. What are you watching? What are you watching? Oh, I got Flubber. Uh, I don't know why I keep going back to Flubber. But <laughs> it was always just such an experience. And then it, when they got into video games and you could get Crash Bandicoot. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That was oh, the best. Dude. Some I'm Domino's playing the late charge for this Bandicoot. one, Mom. I'm playing the late charge. Yeah. We get the it WWF. Royal you didn't rewind it last time, so I'm gonna charge you. <laughs> oh for that. yeah, yep. But mom, it was New Jack City. I had to watch it again quick. <laughs> Angela, I bet you were the kind of person that would ask them for the cutouts after they were done promoting movies. That's what my sister used to do. I was actually. Yeah. Do you want to know what? I was a cutout person in college. You're gonna love this. Um, I had a cardboard no cutout, cutout, cutout thing. of. Um, Christian Fittipaldi in my kitchen and we would dress him up for parties. Like if we had a disco party, we would dress his ass up. Yeah, who's Christian Fittipaldi? Is that oh my Boogie God. Nights? Oh, he's a race car driver. He oh. was so Wait. hot. Oh, okay. You I'm said disco parties. Nephew. All right. All right. Anyways, well, I was thinking more Edward Scissorhands, but yeah, well, same okay. idea. <laughs> Oh, I have one more baseball story. Richard Blyer, ever heard of him? He went full chicken. Uh, the other night, he was Miami Marlins pitcher. Richard Blyer went seven seasons in his MLB career before committing his first balk. The wait for his second and third balk was much shorter. A game between the Miami Marlins and New York Mets on Tuesday abruptly devolved into an ump show when the first base umpire, John Tumpain, called not one, not two, but three balks on Blyer in a single at-bat during an eighth inning. Um, a guy scored from first without a steal or a pitch being thrown. Um, Blyer questioned the first balk call, became visibly baffled when he hit him with the same call two pitches later. Um, he argued his case before teammate Luan Diaz Stepped in to end the confrontation, at which point the manager Mattingly arrived at the mound for a quick conference. But balks are among the umpire calls that are illegal for players and managers to argue. I didn't know that was a thing. So oh, yeah. ending the debate was probably the, the smart thing to do. But, I mean, I've never seen, I've probably seen five balks live in all the baseball I've watched. This guy hits, hits three in a row after never having one. So 
Unfortunately, the ump wasn't quite done. He called the third balk on Blair for a It just sounds like he's on a power trip. Yeah, That's what they were saying, too, kind of. <laughs> no, like, yep. Is this, this Aaron Hernandez? He has some money on his body and needed a, needed a run or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know the, the, the announcers. Did you did you watch the footage, the clip? The announcers yeah. are like, okay. And they're like, and he's getting ready. And then he's like, oh, oh, he did it. He did it. He did it again. He did it again. Oh my gosh. There was <laughs> like, guys in the crowd know. screaming balk. There were. So they were like waiting for the aftermath. Oh my gosh. Mattingly was PO'd. Yep. He was promptly ejected after the third one. He came out on the field and just got tossed. Um, I said I would bring Ricky Henderson stories. I brought one. I figured this was a good introductory. Um, this is Ricky on referring to himself in third person. He's one of the only people cool enough to refer to himself in third person. He said, listen, people are always saying, Ricky says Ricky, but it's been blown way out of proportion. People might catch me when they know I'm ticked off saying, Ricky, what the hell are you doing, Ricky? They say, darn, Ricky, what are you saying Ricky for? Why don't you say I? But I never did. I always said Ricky, and it became something for people to joke about. Um, <laughs> a reporter asked Henderson if Ken Caminiti's estimate that 50% of major league players were taking steroids was accurate. And his response was, well, Ricky's not one of them. So that's 49% right there. <laughs> <laughs> Math checks out. <laughs> yeah. Ricky can steal a base with his eyes closed so Ricky can talk however he wants to. <laughs> oh, exactly. no sports and Ricky knows math. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Um, I got some more James Webb telescope stuff. I take issue with the headline right off the bat. Um, it's an Earth-like planet that rains lava has been discovered by NASA. Nope. If it rains lava, even on any sort of regular basis, you don't get to say Earth-like. Um, NASA's renowned James Webb telescope, and this is a real one. This isn't a picture of sausage. <coughs> is expected to give scientists a closer look at 55 Kankiri. I don't know. Check my pronunciation on that. A lava-covered planet that orbits closer to its central star than Mercury does the sun. Planets that orbit this close to their star <clears throat> seem to be tiddly locked. Tidally locked. Freudian <laughs> slip. Nancy explained, <laughs> meaning that one side of the planet must be facing the other star at all times, whatever that means. But if any planet is not tiddly linked, the science agency suspects that the surface would heat up, melt, and even vaporized during the day, forming a very thin atmosphere that Webb could detect. In the evening, the vapor would cool and condense to form droplets of lava that would rain back to the surface, turning solid again. So that's not, that's just a science experiment go, f floating around in space, it sounds like to me. <laughs> it's not Earth-like. No. Hey, no. Call me when something big happens. I feel like <laughs> they really keep making headlines that aren't, aren't real headlines. <laughs> Anytime you read something, it's like they found aliens or they've got this new star or there's an asteroid hurtling towards the earth. It's, it's all just the boy who cried wolf. I'm getting pretty tired of NASA right now. Did you see those <laughs> nerds smack the shit out of that asteroid the other day? Shout out literally Heather. I knew nothing about this dart expedition, but she tweeted about it and I clicked on it just just before impact, I got to see the uh, the nerds celebrate and the little poof on the screen. But yeah, it, was, uh, it was like they just celebrated like a touchdown, like two seconds left in the game, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, was this thing headed for us? Like, were we about to get day after tomorrowed? Yeah, I was like waiting website. for somebody to get Gatorated in the NASA <laughs> And just ruin... All the taxpayer <laughs> money that was spent on those computers. Slipping oh, and falling all over the ground. 
gosh, I spent, um, I remember in high school, I put a ton of effort into an essay to defund NASA because it was a waste of taxpayer (laughs) money. Wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) What prompted this? It said, what what are you annoyed about? (laughs) So so I did a whole paper about uh, where we could reallocate the funds and all that. This is in 2005. And, and I really researched it. I got like a C minus and I was like, okay, whatever. Then I wrote the next paper was, uh, expanding the college football playoff and I got an A plus and that was my high school. That's wild. And here we are. Now we have an expanded college football playoff. Right. And I was ahead of my time. And And you're all about finances too. (laughs) Foretelling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, before we get dive into the college football, uh, Mr. McMinn, how do you feel about the expanded playoff? I've got mixed feelings on it. Uh, we'll see how it works. I, don't, I mean, I, I I think it's going to be great uh, personally, but uh, I just I just want to see how they're going to pull it off. It's going to be the SEC versus the SEC, anyways, and the Big Ten's going to sneak in every once in a while. <laughs> yep. Now they got A and M. This was the game. They got A and M next week. The season started. Mm. This could be a look-ahead spot for old Nick. Is he thinking uh, about A and M right now, here, not Arkansas? Arkansas to upset Alabama, so I think uh, it going under the radar now is passed. I think you know we'll be okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to be a little more worried about Tennessee in two weeks after the A and M game than I am because we've got to go to Knoxville. Uh, they're looking pretty good up there with the offense, so we'll see. Uh, the Tennessee game probably two thirty. That a night game? Oh, okay. I remember the first uh, the first time we ever had Chris on. He said the Arkansas game is a scary game. Yeah, we I'm, were taught. We brought him on to talk about the Texas game. Remember, Chris, and then you were kind of broke down the schedule. It was because and the, the, this was the, the sleeper that, time, that you talked know, about. Run his mouth and all the Texas and M stuff. I I felt like uh, they were mm-hmm. going to be itching to get to that game, and this is a game right before it. Uh, I just felt our attention wouldn't be on Arkansas like it needs to be. But if, if it's not on Arkansas today, uh, it's going, we're going to be in trouble, especially where the offense is kind of spitting and sputtering around right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. You know, I haven't, I saw, I watched all of the Texas game, which wasn't a great uh, exposition of Alabama football, but it is a little bit alarming in the offense being what it is. Um, it, it looks what do you like kind of make of that? With, what, with what's causing that? The receivers, it just feels like I don't know if it's Bill O'Brien's plays. I don't know if it's still the um, uh, the continuity with the quarterback and the receivers not being on the same page, him not being comfortable. I know he had two receivers out, but something with the receivers and Bryce Young still is not clicking the way it needs to be uh, up to this point. So hopefully – uh, today we can see a little bit more of that coming around and uh, him being a little bit more comfortable with the receivers, uh, especially downfield. We haven't done hardly anything downfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was supposed to be a top Heisman it, candidate. It, it, He's supposed to be throwing just, touchdowns all off, over the damn just, field. They're not comfortable. It feels like the locker room kind of misses Stark or maybe even Kiffin, like that whole. Yeah, it's it's. Like I said, like they haven't quite to, made the adjustment to, yet. To Lane and we're used to uh, Sark. And now we've got Bill, and Bill just he, – he feels like a, a, an old NFL coach calling these plays. It, it's, it's, it's like we've given him this Ferrari, and it's like driving Miss Daisy now. It's just like it's very sluggish. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah let's we go. gave you let's this, this, this supercar. Let's these, let's put the pedal down yeah, a little bit. Just, I don't know. Come I think something's getting lost there. Hopefully we can find it today. We're going to need it. Bill O'Brien needs to realize that he, he's not playing Michigan State in negative 28 snowstorm up in no. Lansing. It's time you know? to cut it loose a little bit. <laughs> time to cut loose a little bit. Speaking no? of Lane Kiffin, did you see him dressed up like a goddamn NASCAR driver <laughs> at his press conference? That was amazing. I'm like, is this Lane Kiffin or goddamn Darrell Waltrip in number 17? <laughs> I miss that. And I'm a huge Lane Kiffin fan. I think he's a great, great entertainment source. And he proves they, it. A real they're unveiling some kind of camo, but red, yeah. white, and blue, like a uh, real tree camo. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Who is? Uh, Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah, so that, that, that could be something to bet on. I don't know. Bedlam. We're not doing Bedlam anymore. Why? Because somebody's feelings got hurt? Is that why we're not do- They're leaving for the SEC? Or is it because they don't want to schedule somebody as strong as Oklahoma State on their out-of-conference schedule? Because they're going to be playing SEC teams. <laughs> All conspiracy theories. Who knows? <laughs> because neither one of those teams want to play each other in the off schedule. Why would you do that? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, you need cupcakes yeah. there. You only play OU because you have to. <laughs> it's true. So both parties are happy about Bedlam ending. Well, it's bad for the state of Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. it's bad. I mean, that's that's a big money maker for the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, you're not an it, American if you don't bet the over in Bedlam. Who who's going to miss that game? Oklahoma State's going to miss that revenue for that game. OU's not going to miss it because guess what they have tomorrow? They have Bama the next week, Georgia the next. I mean, they're gaining money. They're gaining popularity. Oklahoma State is now the. Uh, how would coach say it? Who is Oklahoma State? The lonely girl at the prom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Teams leave. It's going to be the biggest game on their schedule. Yeah, exactly. The credibility. Yeah, how are they going to get the credibility? Baylor, <laughs> Texas Christian. Fuck it. Who knows? It's got to be a realignment because the Big Twelve is. I mean, that's the revit. The that's the money maker. Texas yeah. and Oklahoma. <laughs> Big Twelve will become the new Sun Belt. People, just, it'll be like a, an afterthought conference. All of a sudden, Nebraska is like looking pretty sexy up there. Why don't you come back? <laughs> Not that the fun belt isn't awesome. The fun you can belt have is them. very underrated. Yeah. But if you're going to take Nebraska, you have to take Rutgers too. Uh, yeah, come that's the deal. That was I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how we ended up with Rutgers. It wasn't even on our order. They just threw Rutgers in the bag. And we My didn't friend who played college football n- – had no knowledge of Rutgers. That's how bad they are. He thought their mascot was the Rutgers. And I'm like, no, it's the Scarlet Knights. And he played college football. <laughs> that's, that's the Rutgers program for you. He thinks, uh, he thinks they're a Rutger. Interesting. So where do you get what? So I believe Chris, we're sitting right now. Let me make sure at Bama minus 17, the over and under Ooh, 61. I don't know, man. Where are you at on this game today? This is, this It's going to be that. I don't know. I'd stay away from it. That's gonna be rough. I, if I if I was a bad man, I think I would take I'd take the under. I think I would. Yeah. I think. You take, would you take Arkansas and the points? The seventeen. The way the, way the offense has been playing, that, it's that a, lot. Like Seven, a lot. at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seventeen. Past two or three years, I would have been. You know. Yeah. Alabama's going to clearly get over that. The seventeen at Arkansas. And uh, Bryce, with his uh, history of, of away games at this point in time, 
I don't think I could pull the trigger on that. Here's what I'm going to do. And here's my logic. I'm taking the halftime full-time bet of Razorbacks win the first half, Alabama wins the, the game. And I think what will happen is Alabama will come out a little more sluggish than Arkansas. They're ready for this game. Possibly Alabama's looking ahead to A&M. And then in the locker room, they're going to get screamed at. And they're going to come out and finish off Arkansas and win this game. That'll pay plus 645. That's all I need. I need Arkansas head at half and then Alabama to come in and be Alabama and win the game. I haven't won a bet on the Crimson Tide all year. I keep taking alternate spreads. I keep taking them like first quarter minus nine and a half, thinking uh, they're going to do what they do, and they just haven't been. <laughs> I remember that one. I took, I remembered what Chris said from the first podcast. So when this came out and I saw that I, I could get 20 points because I got 20, Ooh. I took I took Arkansas plus now, 20 and the Arkansas, under at 61 and a half. Yeah, I mean. And we haven't been throwing the ball deep. So I don't know how we're going to exploit that, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to have to throw it. I just. You have to I exploit that. Like, Saban's too good of a coach not to know that he, that's what's going to happen. You, you ain't got a that? waddle or nothing down there? Do you have, I, like, I the next the next waddle? He's hurt, right? Cincinnati, uh, that was supposed to be the guy to take the top off the defense. Both those receivers oh. have been hurt. Supposedly, they're going to be back today. If they are, uh, we may be talking a whole different deal, but we haven't seen it up until this point, so <laughs> who knows? Ah, oh, that's our limiting factor. Sounds like. Well, how do you, what do you think about game day? They're still trotting Lee Corso out there. I just, I want him to go and retire and be happy. He has served us well for so many years, putting on the masket heads. It's been awesome, Lee, but for like three years now, he's been done. And at this point, it looks like they're just forcing him out there. Yeah, it's elder abuse at this point. That's what we should call it. And now they brought in Pat McAfee. I think it's it's yeah. getting the new puppy when the when the dog is fifteen, you know, to make the easy transition for the fans. <laughs> I think. Um, what do you what do you think about Corso? What do you think about um, McAfee? He's a, he's a high energy guy. I think it's I think it's two or three years overdue. Uh, I feel sorry for Coach, and man, we're gonna miss him when he's gone. But uh, it, it's it's starting to get a little bit a little bit tough to watch now. Do you think? Do you think the answer is that. to go the other way and bring in bring in McAfee yeah. with his uh, jumping off a of boat's energy? He's a spaz. Yeah, I say you bring in Eric. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the right amount of yep. Yeah. Perfect. I'm that middle bowl of porridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of get a good feel from him. I, I enjoy his stuff. I like him during football season, but I stopped listening to the show since we started yeah. this because I don't want to like accidentally subconsciously rip those guys off. But he's a uh, he's a guy who you know some yeah. people need in small doses. It depends what kind of mood I'm in. You know, he'll get you fired up. Angela, what do you think about Pat McAfee and Lee Corso? Um, I am so checked out of college football. I'm not going to lie. Like, You're I don't even baseball. care. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, you guys are all totally, totally all about it. And I'm just not. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm still in bed with baseball. I told you guys. That. Um, so I'll start caring a little bit more here in the middle of the season. I'm not lying. Like, that's just how it is with me. And right. a story. <laughs> all right. So baseball, Chris- NFL, hockey, then college yeah. football. We uh so we're now we're getting into conference play. Will you break down the SEC a little bit for me uh, so that I can bet well, it moving forward? Kind of how you conference. see it. Uh, 
Tennessee's coming on strong in the East. Uh, that that Georgia Tennessee game is going to get interesting. Uh, Kentucky. Yeah, they are. I still think they're going to beat Kentucky when it's all said and done. Um, the West right now uh, is is basically oh, Alabama's yeah. side of the conference. I mean, it's you know um, it is basically the the way it's been for the last several years. I think it's going to be basically an Alabama and uh, Georgia show. Uh, nothing's really changed, honestly. So. And now I I believe because I've seen the schedule starting to change. We have OU and Texas coming in next year to the uh, SEC. How do they fit think, in there? Where do they fit in? Coming in uh, will fit right in and compete right off the bat. Texas. Um, now if they play like they did a few weeks ago, uh, I think they're going to be right there too. I think they're going to be just fine. I think we're going to have. Uh, I think it's going to make it a lot more fun. That's just are, a half of it. You got to recruit are, with these SEC teams now too, and they can. I mean, they brought Stark in to Texas. They brought Kiffin, or uh, sorry, now I can't even think of the defensive guy from Clemson's Venables. Name. Venables in, and both those guys team. are going to recruit just fine in the uh, SEC. But we're going. I think we're. Gonna are they going to be in the I West? Don't think we're going to do East West anymore. Uh, I, I'm so confused by that. <laughs> so explain <laughs> that a little bit. I, it, they, they've been talking about pods, pods because all. <laughs> I want to see what it looks like, but because I, I was hoping maybe some of you guys might know the pod. Have y'all heard that? Have y'all even seen anything about that? Yeah, it's. See, I, I that's, would it be like a sort of re-ranking every year? Because I, I I can't imagine any other arbitrary way to draw a line other than east and west, unless you were going to, um, you know, re-roll the dice with uh, with everybody and then just kind of take a look and then group them half the powers in one side and one yeah, group half the, the powers in the other and then mix up the schedule. That's what I would do. Your, every year we're going to play Auburn, we're going to play Tennessee, we're going to play LSU. And then so you stay inside that pod, but then they rotate the other schedule around it. So every year or every other year you get a completely different mix of teams. So you're not – so we don't have to wait 10 years before we go play in Gainesville. So – you're doing a better job of mixing up the schedule, but you're still going to play the same mm-hmm. three or four uh, every year. And then everybody else is just kind of mixing. Mm-hmm. I have the pods here. Pod A will be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. Pod B will be Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Pod C will be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and A&M. Pod D will be Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma. And they will play each other. Georgia, Bama, Mississippi State. And they'll just rotate everybody else. Kind of like Oklahoma. There's not. I wonder how much room they're going to leave for non-conference. How many acts of these teams are going to schedule. Yeah, they do. Should I take Mississippi State to beat A&M today? I think I should. I don't think A&M's very good. I don't. They're not that great. Yep. Hail State. That's what we're doing. And my next, I got one more question for Chris. So will you explain that Texas game to me? Was that Texas looks really good or Bama uh, I think both. wasn't quite I think ready yet? knew everything that we had. And he he knew, I mean, when you see that defense every day when he's hot for, what, two or three years, you know exactly what <laughs> Saban's going to do, where he's going to be, how he coaches. You're, you're going to call that game. And it, and it was a great, great 
uh, call by him, that the plays they ran. Uh, I think it was a little bit both. I think we came in there playing an 11 o'clock game. Uh, he was ready for us, and we just we weren't ready yet. Yep. I, that's kind of how I saw it. I, I didn't like say, oh, this is who yeah, Bama is this year. Fucking I draw think the horse off. still out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they're going to, they're going to be in a dog fight, right? This will be a character builder. Let's talk about your boy, your boy Tua. Now I'm no doctor, but I have been hitting the head a few times. And in that Buffalo game, he fell backwards and snapped his head into the ground one or one of the more obvious concussions you'll see, I think. Um, Mike McDaniel said, and the Dolphins said, basically, what concussion? Uh, you mean that back spasm after you know his ankle and he crumpled? It was more like you know he was he wasn't limping like an injured guy. He was wobbling like a dude who who didn't know what time it was. And then they rolled him back out there on Thursday night, and we saw what happened. I. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but a lot of people are questioning how a lot of McDaniel... doctors on Twitter are questioning. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who think that they are doctors on Twitter are questioning. <laughs> but also a lot of retired football players who have had concussions are not happy with what's been going on. So that's what that's what lent the credibility to me because I've learned that Twitter is just a void where people yell stuff and they don't actually know anything. Um but Seeing uh, retired players say, yeah, my team sat me for this long or, you know, they said because he also flew home like the next day or two days later had to be next day. And people were freaking out about that. Like, well, they said I couldn't fly after I had a concussion and not to have screens. And I mean, he was cleared by a trauma center to get on a plane. Clearly, you know, they didn't do that against doctor's orders. But, um, you know, how do you feel about the, uh, the care like, they're hey, taking of your guy down there in Miami? Buffalo. Uh, to be honest, I mean, listen, we're not doctors and we don't know exactly what happened, <laughs> yeah. but you can look at something when his head bounced off the turf against Buffalo and the way he got up. I mean, come on. I mean, that's, I mean, if, if anything, if anything, I mean, come on, a caution, the guys, you don't have to be a doctor. Turf, he's right. around. Okay. We need to get him out because he, he looks like. He, he's having some issues. And it, it, to me, it also looks like when this last issue happened, uh, he may he have had some trauma, and this just added to it, and it made it that much worse because it, they looked terrible to up Thursday night. He reportedly cleared the I concussion protocol in eight minutes in that Buffalo game and came back out. What? Yeah. But they they were already doing an investigation on that whole situation before this Cincinnati yeah. game, so they better hope every T is crossed yeah. and every I is dotted. The because the public part, wants heads on platters. Yeah, the biggest problem I have with this whole thing is that they're like, oh yeah, he went through the protocol, he cleared, that was fine, and you know we asked him how he was, and you know, <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Uh, Being an elite that, athlete, he said, "Put me back out there." He, why does he have any input whether he's able to go yeah. back in or not? They're and not supposed to say, have input, If you input, get your Angela. bell wrong and you don't know your name, how can you give a any kind of a credible, you know, uh, position as to what your condition is? That so is so. That just is so off putting to me that they allow the player, player to be like, "Oh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, he's player. good." So that's no. illegal. The uh, concussion well protocols. Be. It took the player's opinion out of the situation. Independent. It's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's how well, it's supposed they, to go. They made it sound like in the presser that like he said, I mean, from last week. Yeah. That he, you know, you know, you can only go so far and you're, you know, trying to determine what's going on. And if they tell you they're OK, yeah. you know, you kind of have to mm. go with it. Well, well that's yeah. a big fucking step back for the NFL. Huge. Yeah. Concussion protocol, if that's what happened. They probably asked him his name and he said Tua Tagovailoa and they were like, nope. He's fucked up. His name's Tonga Valoa. Doesn't he even know? <laughs> Why are we putting a U and an N in his name? Why I hear it. It's the predominant pronunciation. Maybe this is because we did the pronunciation guide. It probably is. But I hear more people say Tonga Valoa than Tagavaloa. Which it is bothers it, you, it's, and you're gonna die on that hill. I know. Tag O Oa. That's how I spell yeah. it. Multiple words. Just two. Right. <laughs> Miles Garrett I I just my thought on that was it's clear that there are on both sides of the spectrum you have the NFL saying nothing to see here and then you have people screaming that everybody needs to get fired and obviously it's somewhere in the middle the thing that was concerning to me is his hit on Thursday night was not that hard if you Mm -hmm. look at it it seemed like oh he's like his reaction to what seemed like a pretty standard you hit your head when you fall down and then his body seizing up the way it did in a really grotesque manner is just so alarming. It, I just kept thinking like that, that hit didn't seem to warrant the bodily reaction. So, you know, two concussions in four days, that's, that's a whole horse of a different color because it's not just one concussion. If you have two, that's that's really bad. Uh, it's not good. And I don't know if he technically had a concussion or what all the protocols were, but just from the eye test, it doesn't look good. Do I think everybody needs to get fired? Probably not. Do I think the NFL has washed their hands of this and they're totally fine? No, but I don't know. You just uh, it's it's sad because obviously somebody dropped the ball somewhere because he shouldn't have been out there. Some yeah. hey, neurological John- person either gave an opinion and somebody disregarded it or they gave a bad opinion and they listened to it. Hey, John, listen, can I give you a conspiracy theory? And this is just a conspiracy theory. Is this for Tom Brady going down to Miami? There's no relevance to this. I've never read anything. I just thought it was just in my head. So Jeff Bezos just cut a big, big fat check to the NFL Mm. to get prime time, to get that solely on Amazon prime. And what if he picked up the phone and said, listen, we're not doing week three with a backup in Miami with the, on my, on my first week three of exclusive. So all starters must play. And, and that's how, and this is where you'll get your boat, whatever. That would be the scandal of all scandals. And don't think that Jeff Bezos is above that. Because he's got fuck you money. Are we moving into like some kind of a um, moving forward, knowing that probably they're going to be much more um, strict about all of this? And maybe if they go too far or if they're like super, super, super strict, like you can never be too careful. Right. Are we going to be moving into an era where teams are gunning for having like two superstar quarterbacks to just lolly like back and forth, back and forth? Um or how does that look as far no, as because I, the NFL every year proves there's only 15 good quarterbacks in the league <laughs> yep. and there's 32 okay. teams. So that sucks. For some Maybe it's people. like a seasoned veteran who's almost out who they're going to pay top dollar for to sit on. Well, the they kind of do that now. I yeah. think we will see what they'll refer to as the Tua rule 
after this. Yeah, there will yeah, be a change. There will be a change to the to the protocol, and they'll probably call it the Tua rule. Um, did you hear about this one? Miles Garrett flipped his Porsche after practice last week and is somehow okay. One car accident. He had a young lady in the car. Uh, both were out of the hospital the next day. Glad everybody's all right, obviously. But my attention immediately turned to the vehicle in question. I assumed it was a Cayenne. The SUV, like the Peppa, mm. like the one Tony got Carmella to shut her up about that fucking spec house for a minute. I thought it was that, but no, it's a two-seat coupe. I don't know how he fit. He must have just stood up and ripped that car off himself like Hulk Hogan. He was going 65 and a 45, they think. And he did not seem to recall exactly how he traveled off the roadway. Right away, people were saying, uh, I'm not going to speculate on whether drugs or alcohol were a factor. Well, you just did. By saying that, you just did. So, I, good job. You had a I lady guess. with him? Yes, there was a young this lady got, with him. This has got roadhead written all over it. <laughs> it does. It does. Why didn't I? Why did I not come to this conclusion? Sorry. Why did I not come to this conclusion? Yeah. Said? You hope not. <laughs> I'm just glad everybody's okay. Also, yep. uh, within five minutes of seeing that, I dropped the Cleveland Browns defense from my fantasy league. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if you saw that. <laughs> he's got some bicep and shoulder injuries. I thought he gave the swerve for a deer excuse. That's what I heard originally, right. which would be valid. It's October. Deer only want one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. I mean, they, <laughs> they, only, they only care about getting laid right now to the point where they don't even look for calls. <laughs> so... I mean, John, you know, you, if you're tromping through the forest and you step on the tiniest twig, you will see a deer run a thousand miles in the other direction. I think, Chris, did you send this? But God forbid you're driving 60 miles an hour in a 2000 pound vehicle. They're going to stand there and just <laughs> dumb fucking stare yeah. you down. I had, <laughs> yeah. one, I had one run into my passenger door once. He came at me at like a 45 degree angle. The deer actually hit me. It's a turtle so, war. Did you... <laughs> Did you just say I hope it wasn't Roadhead, John? So what did, would you rather be heroin? I, didn't say that. I said that. Oh yeah, he said. Well, it turns out it could just be his driving habit. Um, since he's been in Ohio, he's got six speeding tickets already. Two of what? them over a hundred miles an hour on back-to-back -back days last September. He so, needs a guy. Like the, yeah, it's just a thing. Oh yes, like the swallows returning to Capistrano. There goes Miles Garrett in his Porsche coupe at 107 <laughs> miles per hour. Gosh, a sure sign that it is September. So Wait, do I have a David Attenborough in there? I he's might get an endorsement for insurance companies now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him doing Geico commercials. Yeah, yes. for real. Yep, we got deers out here. We got all nice. kinds of deers out here. They walk down the sidewalks around here. And drive around like I go to work at four in the morning and there's deer walking down the sidewalk. It's wild. Yeah, there's a baby, there's a fawn out here, I think, right now. And then there's some sandhill cranes trying to scare it. I got uh some well, this is this is okay now, but we had a prison escape in Nevada. Speaking of criminals, we had a crafty some bitch escape in Nevada. They just picked him up on Thursday, thankfully, because uh Porfirio Duerte Herrera, forty-two, is a bad dude. <laughs> And he runs with some bad boys. <laughs> Porfilio had been serving a life sentence for building and planting a pipe bomb in a Luxor resort and casino parking garage on the Las Vegas Strip. The attack 
killed 27-year-old Willibaldo Durantes Antonio, who was seeing Duarte's ex-girlfriend at the time. The unsuspecting victim had picked up a motion-activated explosive that was designed, disguised as a coffee cup on top of his what? car. Which then, exp- yeah, that's some Walter White shit. Oh, boy. So after being found guilty of this killing in 2010, he was given a life sentence for murder with use of a deadly weapon, to say the least. He was la- I assume he was trying to kill his ex-girlfriend. Um, he was later found guilty of a Halloween bombing that destroyed a pickup truck outside of a Home Depot in 2006. Wow. So he's just living La Vida Bomba, this guy. That's his wow. thing. He needs to stay in prison. Well, yeah. he's back in prison now, but he was out for a minute. The Nevada Department of Corrections said that he escaped from the Southern Desert Co- Correctional Center in Indian Springs last Friday night. Officials were unaware of his escape until he was found missing from a Tuesday morning headcount at the medium security prison where you put guys who fucking blow people up. Oh, my god! He escaped oh using god. battery acid, a cardboard dummy, and a coat he sewed up himself. Oh Evidently, gosh. he dissolved the bars on the window and climbed right out. He went full Kevin McAllister with the cardboard cutout. Yes! <laughs> right! Rocking around the tree. Oh <laughs> I'm going to have rocking around the Christmas tree in my head all day. Oh my god. Yeah, they caught him trying to board a bus to Mexico. Oh, gosh. I can't tell you what. Uh, you know, you got to be careful with these geniuses who are also unhinged. I was watching a documentary last night, and... Uh, gosh, I think some of the smartest people on the planet Earth have been serial killers, and that's frightening oh, yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super crazy. The sheer number of, of serial killers is, is right, and we have a real fascination with them. Netflix just keeps making new ones. Hey, thanks, Netflix, by the way. Um, my daughter's homesick on the couch, and she's watching The Good Place, which is a very funny show. You should check it out. Um, and it's the last episode, right? So the credits run, and then it's time for another thing. And Netflix is like, oh, you just watched The Good Place. Sounds like somebody wants to watch Dahmer and play. And it couldn't find the remote. I had to unplug my TV because he kills a guy, like, immediately. They get oh right into gosh. it on that show. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Netflix. I, and uh, Sorry if this is boring to everybody else, but I watched the uh, – H.H. H. Holmes, the, the devil in the white city, the killer in Chicago for the World's Fair. Very and that's interesting. interesting. And it's yeah. even more interesting when you realize that he was in London the summer before mm-hmm. when Jack the Ripper was doing all his stuff. And they found the exact same writing and everything. And I'm actually going to London uh, later this month and I'm going to do a Jack the Ripper tour. So I'm, I'm going to go with notes. I'm going to go with notes. <laughs> Do your investigation. That's right. I, I love I've done it. an independent, independent investigation and you're all fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like a real life Edgar Allan. He's like living what Edgar Allan Poe wrote about. Essentially, it seems like. Yeah. And then even after he died, he was like, he requested to be put into concrete and buried and then suddenly over the next couple months all of his enemies started dying and it's just like wait a minute here what who was this guy because apparently he was uh the murderer in chicago then he was jack the ripper and now he's killing people evidently after he's been buried in concrete so he's like david blaine mixed with jeffrey dahmer (laughs) 
John, I just want you to know I'm going to be very disappointed if you're not walking around on this tour taking notes, making notes, and um, asking questions with a like an old Scottish pipe in your mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and then I get out my an accent when you ask questions, please. My, my fancy fountain pen. <laughs> right. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then we're going to Ireland. But yeah, that's that. Oh, nice. Look at that. Pretty you're good you're trip. taking. Taking the young lady, the same young lady you just went to Belize with. Wow, it's getting serious. Two international yeah. trips, three. Oh, three. You went to Paris. Yeah, no, that was that was the French Riviera. Yeah, you're gonna marry <laughs> oh, this yes. chick. Okay. Chris, is he gonna marry this chick? This is now their third international <laughs> trip. She is yeah. pretty. I've seen pictures. <clears throat> hey! nice. Happy anniversary. Congrats on getting Miss McMinn to put up with you for nearly three decades. She's a saint, ain't she? This is the part where you sing her praises. Awesome. Uh, We're in the process. Man, you got any special uh, plans for the lady? Really? Not in the car. Maybe next weekend we can break free and go do something. Right now we're Hmm. in between houses, so. Thank God you didn't get hit with some deluges and uh, And thunderstorms and whatnot. That would really... Yeah, I've seen parts of Florida are messed up. I saw a shark swimming down the sidewalk. (laughs) Shit's wild down there. Wow. Yeah, you thought Florida was crazy before. (laughs) Now you got manatees flopping around on land. I hope they're getting those manatees back in the water. I'm a big manatee guy. floating around in the water next to uh, sharks. (laughs) Did you guys see that? (laughs) That guy bought a McLaren. He had it for 12 days, and it ended up escaped, floated out of his garage. Yep, landed in the neighbor's yard. His hurricane. There's going to be a lot of hookah bars that put in for uh, insurance claims. I know Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do the MetLife turf? Yeah, let's do the MetLife turf. Let's go a little over an hour. We lost another skill player to an ACL non-contact injury. Sterling Shepard went down last Monday night against the Cowboys just out of nowhere. It's uh, player after player in this place going down with ankle and knee injuries. After Shepard was injured, he was mobbed by players from both teams. And then the tweet started. I had no idea Sterling Shepard was so beloved, but he is around the league. Harbaugh, Odell Beckham, a bunch of other NFL players are once again talking about how terrible the turf is. Why can't we just play on grass? Um, here's what Brown Center and I believe NFLPA president J.C. Treader said back in 2020. Based on NFL injury data collected from 2012 to 2018, not only was the contact injury rate lower, oh, was the contact injury rate for lower extremities higher during practices and games held on artificial turf, NFL players consistently experience a much higher rate of non-contact lower extremity injuries on turf compared to natural surfaces. Specifically, players have a 28% higher rate of non-contact lower extremity injuries, ankles and knees when playing on artificial turf. These of those non-cocked in, of those non-cocked injuries <laughs> of those non-contact injuries. You try to say that shit. Players have a 32% higher rate of a non-contact knee injury on turf and a staggering 69 nice higher rate. higher rate of non-contact foot and ankle injuries on turf compared to grass. That's why the foot and ankle stat. We got to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Did. Hey, speaking of, I saw a video on the Twitter. You guys don't even have humans painting your field anymore. You got an Alabama robot driving around, painting the lines and uh, right in Alabama in the end zones. That's pretty cool. 
I just imagine they had some old guy named Gus doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just put a sticker on the side of the machine. Yeah. Gus. <laughs> Gus. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a Zamboni. Right. Yeah. They'll make it an acronym for some computer shit into a normal human name. <laughs> Have you seen any um, Gump signed Alabama helmets? I need one of those. <laughs> oh, like Forrest Gump? Gump? Yeah. <laughs> Did Forrest cool. Gump ever sign any Alabama helmets? We need one of those. That'd be cool. He looked really good there. He he ran, he really runs. Yes, that's all he knows how to do. But he does it well. <laughs> he does. All right. Before we get all the way off the tracks, I guess I'll wrap this thing up. Thank you, Mister McMinn, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We say it every time, but we truly do appreciate it. As long as you keep listening and sharing this incredible grassroots podcast with your friends, we'll be here doing this. Make sure you set your alarms for the Football Super Podcast every Saturday morning at 7.30. And then Wake and Rake, the Sunday morning fantasy football questions, weather, injury report, mixed bag of football every Sunday morning at 7.30. And then you can go to PatriotSportsNow.com. Check out that site. All kinds of stuff. We got articles, podcasts coming out all the time. There's a forum over there for you guys to chat about whatever you want in. Uh, John's putting some questions in there. So get in there and uh, get in there and uh, what you call chop it up. Is that what the kids say? The kids say. Anyway, we're out of here. It's time to watch some football. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris. Kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.